gone through the helm, the gate of Hades, place of the goddess, the subterranean, the place of good fortune, the place of bad fortune, and now we're entering the setting place. The seventh house gets its name from the fact that it's the place where the sun sets. If the sun is rising in the first house, then it would be setting in the house that's opposite of it, which is the seventh. There is no planet that has its joy in the setting angle or the setting house. It's also called the setting angle just because I guess it is an angular house as well. So the setting angle is appropriate. So when we derive meaning from this house, we're really going to want to use that technique where we look at the ruler of the house and where it is in the chart, as well as any planets that may be in the house as well. If you are trying to derive meaning from this house, whether you have planets in it or not, you really do want to use that technique where you're looking to the ruler of the house and seeing where it is and what it's doing and who it's aspecting or talking to, because that's really going to give you a lot of good information for this house in particular, but honestly, for all houses. That's one of my favorite techniques to use when looking at any of the houses and what's going on in them, just because it's so simple, but it also gives you so much information. So if you want to find meaning in the seventh house, that's a really quick and easy way to do it. As always, let's start with some buzzwords for the significations of the seventh house. So marriage, partnerships, business partners, the other, and sometimes old age, or things that happen later in life are also attributed to this house, as well as benefits or beneficial dealings with others. But I think for most people, when they think of uh, the seventh house, they think of marriage and serious relationships. So let's start there. When people want to know about their love life and how it's going to pan out, one of the first places they, they're going to look is the seventh house. As a disclaimer, I want to say that there are many other places that you should be looking besides the seventh house, but we're not going to get into that today. That's a different episode for a different day. There are so many different places in the chart that can tell you about your love life, so to speak, or your relationships with other people. So if you have an open seventh house, don't think you're never going to get married. Don't pull that card. Don't be like that because that's not exactly true. Just know that there are many other places to look for marriage and romance other than this, but this is the main one. We look to this house in our natal chart to see what our close relationships will potentially be like and what it is that we require from those relationships. I put emphasis on the word close because it, these are going to be the relationships that surpass friendship. They're either a romantic partner, a business partner, or just someone in your life that is really much more than a friend. They surpass the work acquaintance, they surpass just your casual friendships, or just even your good friends. They aren't in this house either. These are people that are more than that to you. Since this is the place of the other, it's also going to show us what types of relationships or people we encounter a lot. I have the moon in my seventh house, and it's in Aries. I, for whatever reason, I mean, obviously because of this placement, that's the reason, but it's just crazy to me that I can't stop running into forming strong connections with and just generally being obsessed with Aries moons. The majority of my romantic partnerships have had Aries moons in the past, 
And while I didn't end up marrying an Aries moon, it's definitely a pattern for me. And there are people that are just really important in my life and have made an impact. The people who are Aries moons that have been in my life have made a very strong impact on me. And while, again, I didn't marry one, they did really kind of shape my relationships for the future. I learned something really great from all of them, and they were really influential in that way that they kind of molded me into the person that I am today that allowed me to uh, get into a marriage and understand what it is I want from a marriage and partnerships. So while the seventh house can tell us what types of relationships we might have or the nature of those partnerships in our lives, it can also just straight up be like, yo, you're going to run into Aries moons everywhere and they are going to be very influential in your life. Another important role of this house being the other is that it's the first house where we see the significations of the chart start to veer away from being so personal or private. It's the first house that starts dealing with things outside of our tiny little world, and it's really the beginning of inviting the rest of the outside world into our lives. Anything under the horizon line is our private life, and anything above it is our public life. So the seventh house really starts that journey of inviting a broader sense of the world into our lives. Because when we look at the houses that we've talked about up until this point, it's all been about us getting a really foundational learning of ourselves, our mental world, our physical world, our emotional world. It's all about us. It's our creativity. It's our family. It's our body. It's our everything. It's us, 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 me, me, me. But when you get to the seventh house, it's like, skirt, that changes. And it becomes more so about the other. This is the start of the journey towards other things outside of our little world and absolutely dealing with other people. The seventh house is also an angular house, so planets here are going to have a lot of influence. If you are someone that has a packed seventh house, then you know your partnerships with others are going to be really crucial in your path in life. And obviously, partnerships are important to everyone. But when I see people with a busy seventh house in particular, there's just more importance placed on those partnerships, especially the quality of them. That really does seem to be important when there's placements here. Any planet in the seventh is going to be indicative of the types of relationship you crave or require. This is especially true of people who have one of the luminaries in the seventh house. A luminary in the seventh is usually a big deal, at least from what I've seen, because these people filter the light of the sun or the moon through other people. The light of their world is literally brought to them through others. So it's really important that these people pick the right kinds of people to have in their lives and just to be around. Because as you can imagine, say you have the sun in the seventh, if you have the wrong people surrounding you, you're not going to be able to see yourself. You're not going to be able to see your own identity because you see it through others. So some people tend to snuff out that light and some people tend to bring it to the surface instead. Me having the moon in the seventh, that means I feel through others. I myself, as you babes know, I'm not like a super emotional person on my own. But 
I get my emotions, I get my subconscious world, that really deep inner rich world, I get that through others. So I have to be very careful of who I invite in because if I invite the wrong person in, they can kick up a lot of shit pretty fast and it can get kind of like ugly for me because I do feel through other people. So having really strong, stable connections is important for me personally because again, I will. I, can, I don't know how to describe it because again, I'm bad at describing my emotions and this is a very emotional thing. But just trust me when I say that if you have a luminary in the seventh, be very cautious of who you let reflect that light back at you. Okay, so let's put together what we know about the seventh house so far. It's all about partnerships that surpass friendship. It likely indicates what types of marriage or partnerships we crave, and also that extends to business partnerships. It's not just about romance, it's about people that you go into business with or that you form deals. If you make deals with people, things like that as well. What do you? Uh, what are your parameters for making a business transaction with someone? And also what types of people, just in general, that we're likely to encounter. I wrote a blog post recently using the celebrity example that we're going to talk about for actually the lunar nodes. And if you're interested in reading an intro to the lunar nodes, then head on over to my website and check that out because I recently just kind of became obsessed with the nodes and I've been really consumed with studying them. And it's likely that we're actually going to talk about them after the house series is over. So if you're interested in that, go check that out because it's the same celebrity that we're going to be talking about today. And uh, I think I'm getting more comfortable with these celebrity examples as we're getting away from the super personal stuff under the horizon, but it still does feel a little weird to be talking about the charts of people that you don't actually know. And I don't know, maybe that's just me. Maybe I just have, you know, a stick up my ass about (laughs) talking about charts of people that I don't really have the consent to, but I just have a lot of strong opinions about the morals and ethics of astrology. And maybe that's a future episode as well. Who knows? Anyway, our seventh house celebrity is Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston has Saturn and Venus in the seventh house along with the North Node. And I won't go into the entire description of why her Venus placement plays out the way it does, because that's what I talk about in my blog post. So again, if you want to check that out, you're more than welcome to, but today we're just going to focus on Venus and Saturn on their own and what we can glean from those placements. Having Venus in the seventh means great things for partnerships and business dealings. We see that Jennifer Aniston has been married twice, and has had many relationships that have been super high profile and influential in her career, her marriage to Brad Pitt being the main one. And also, I feel like Jennifer Aniston has done really well as far as her career and the people that she's done business with and forming really solid connections in Hollywood and just being able to be a solid actress for her entire life. Saturn's influence in the seventh can go a couple different ways. But for Jennifer, it's pretty obvious how it's been playing out. Being that she's a night chart, that makes Saturn the greater malefic in her chart, which means it's going to be a spot where she has more obstacles to overcome. Both of her marriages ended, and one in a not-so-nice way of her being left for another woman. Saturn's influence here is clearly making the statement that there are going to be restrictions, limitations, and obstacles to overcome when it comes to finding her forever partner. 
If you read my blog post on this, I go into more detail about why this is the case for her, because not everyone with Saturn the seventh is going to be fated for divorce. It could also mean that you attract very Saturnian people, or that you tend to only date in a really serious way and don't do casual relationships. This is actually a great example of why we should never take one delineation of a placement of someone else's chart and apply it directly to our chart without looking at the entirety of what's going on and the chart as a whole and all the mitigating factors. And maybe you have a day chart with Saturn in the seventh, and that's going to act a lot different than how it is for Jennifer. Because yes, Jennifer Aniston has clearly felt the weight of Saturn in her close relationships. But she's also had Venus there to balance her out. She often stays on good terms with her exes, and you never really catch her, you know, on page six slandering them in any sort of way. She's someone, at least from a celebrity standpoint, that I would say is kind of a class act, despite the many fallouts that she's had in her relationships. And just from looking at her chart, it's likely that she will find love later in life, possibly after her second Saturn return when Saturn transits Aries in another six years or so. And that, my babes, is the seventh house. It's a house that invites the idea of the other into our life. It's the people we run into and the types of partnerships we're likely to get involved with. It can tell us both the nature of the relationship and the nature of the other. There's not much to say about this house on its own, but when you start applying the different planets and the different mitigating factors and sect and all those good things, and when you look at where the ruler of the seventh is and find out where it is, what it's doing, who it's talking to, that's when you get a little more meaning as to what these partnerships, these relationships, these business partnerships are going to mean for you. So look at your chart and really meditate with your seventh house and any placements or aspects within it. Ask yourself, how does this relate to my life up until this point? What types of people do you encounter? And not only encounter, but who do you end up being close to a lot of the time? What are your main requirements in a partnership? Do you see the planets in this house show up in your relationships? If you find any interesting correlations or just come up with something cool, send me a message on Instagram at moonmatters.astro and we can chat about it. All right, my babes, I'll see you all later. Later.